and we are live. JT here. Welcome to the huddle. The huddle is where I sit down with successful people from the world of sport and coaching. It's to learn more about their journey to greatness. Why do I have these conversations? Because success always leaves clues. I want to take a moment to thank you. Whether you are tuning in live as we stream into our Facebook community, whether you are watching the replay on YouTube or on Facebook, or whether you're listening to the audio on the podcast, thank you so much for being here with me and my special guest today. And here's my reminder to you. The mind is like a parachute. It works best when it's wide open. So my challenge to you is to go all in on this conversation, to remove any distractions and get laser focused on the here and the now. And I guarantee you that if you do that, you will gain a valuable nugget of wisdom that will not only help you succeed in sport, but more importantly, in the game of life. I've been looking forward to my conversation with my special guest today. Well, for any of you that have been following the huddle, he, he's been a guest on here before. Um, and, you know, we were sort of inspired by a conversation we had earlier this week. So we wanted to spice things up. You know, variety is the spice of life. So we're going to switch it up a little bit. My guest in the huddle today is a great friend. You know, he's a, you know, we, we consider each other family, uh, but he's currently on top of that serving as a coach at Queen's University uh, in Kingston. My guest in the huddle today is Travis Desjardins. How are you today, brother? What's up, JT? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me again. This is pretty uh, good stuff, and I'm very enthused to see where you know this conversation conversation goes today. Yeah, definitely. Now, before we get kicked off, I, I really want to take a moment to count my blessings. And as you know, as we've talked about, you know, counting your blessings is is a daily practice for me. You know, some days I do it better than others. I do find the days where I do count my blessings more often are typically days are bigger, more beautiful, brighter. So I'm a firm believer that the biggest blessing you can give anyone is your time and energy. So I just want to thank you again for blessing me and our community with some of your time and energy. Hey, man, my pleasure. My pleasure. Absolutely. So, you know, it's interesting, you know, this conversation in the huddle today was birthed from a conversation we had earlier this week. And it was interesting how the whole premise started when I reached out to you yesterday with an inspired idea. And I said, hey, what do you think about this? And you being the quick and prompt decision maker said, absolutely, I'm all in. So it, it sort of revolved around this idea of decision making. And I know from our conversation, we thought, hey, what a great opportunity to switch it up. You know, you said, hey, let me take the driver's seat and then sort of go from there. And, and let's just have a, a conversation around this idea of decision making 
and how it really is a cheat code in the game of life. So I'll kick it over to you, brother, and uh, let's see where the conversation flows. Yeah, man, absolutely. So it's funny that you were, use the word driver's seat. That's like one of my favorite things to say right now because, you know, there's a lot of um, people now that really live in the passenger seat that aren't really steering the direction they want to go to. Right. So they're pretty much being that person that's relying on someone else to make the decision for them. Right. So when this opportunity came up, I was just like, hey, let me take the driver's seat. JT, you can sit in the passenger seat for this one uh, and just see what the conversation, conversation goes. And the inspiration was beside the word decision, you know, and the power of the word decision. And, you know, there's different ways to view it. There's different ways to go about it. And I really want to attack the categories that maybe might inspire someone to start sitting in the driver's seat more often and really push them forward to the next level in their life. So I guess I'm curious to know um, to you as a person and the success that you've had in your life, um, the word decision comes a lot of power and it comes a lot of responsibility. What would you say is a common trait of someone with success with their decision making? Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question, Travi. And, and I love the analogy that you shared there, right? It's it's because it's it's hopping into the driver's seat of your life, right? You're driving, you know, we all have this power to drive this Ferrari, this Lambo, Lambo, this Bugatti, right? And 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 it's our responsibility to to really grab, you know, sit in that driver's seat and, and buckle up and let's go. For me. It always goes back to maybe it's our our background as high quality athletes and coaches, but I firmly believe, okay, let's, you know, let's study. It's not about copying what successful people do, but studying how they think. So my whole thing would be, I would go back to what I considered is one of my, you know, Bibles, one of my playbooks, and that's Think and Grow Rich written by Napoleon Hill. And for those who haven't heard of it. I know many of our listeners have heard about it. I, I know people always reference, you know, what's the, what's a book I could start with. And I often talk about think and grow, think and grow rich. Now, for those who don't know, it's interesting, right? Again, right here, you know, think and grow rich was written in 1937, right? Napoleon Hill released it. And it was essentially written after he studied 25,000 people. Right. So right there, you think of the sample size there. And then within the book there, he wrote a whole chapter on the power of decision making. And he studied, you know, 500 of the most successful people. Like what was the, what was the common denominator between them? And he talked about this idea that successful people make quick and prompt decisions and they rarely change their mind, if at all. So when they go all in, they're all in. They literally burn the boats. Where unsuccessful people or people that had never achieved their goals are indecisive, that they like to hum and haw. They like to, uh, should I or shouldn't I? You know, they play that sort of debilitating game. And they paralyze themselves into inaction. So again, we just have to study the best practices of the world's most successful people. 
and really understand that your ability to make quick and prompt decisions and to get away from this idea of, I'll think about it, is really the key to unlocking your greatness and to giving yourself the power right back. Yeah, like you said, um, you know, it's it's very common where you can kind of see people's success. You look at all the people that, you know, may have the things that you want right now. Um, they're all making decisions quick. They're all making decisions right now. And a lot of the decisions that they're making is a lot of pressure behind them, right? So with pressure and quick decision-making, you know, you're not always going to succeed with it, right? You might fail, right? And to me, failure is important right? Failure really pushes you. If, if, if you do not fail in life, um, are you really improving? Are you really getting better? Are you really reaching those goals that you want to hit? Right? So I guess the next question is JT is, you know, let's just say you made a big decision and that decision was not easy and you go, you go all in and then you hit a brick wall, bang. Mm -hmm. And to some people that's failing, right? Now the next opportunity comes up and then you go back and you look, man, I made this decision before and I failed miserably. How mm -hmm. important is it to really look at it in a different way that, hey, maybe it's good that I failed and now I've improved and learned. How important is to kind of view those things? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question, Travi. And, you know, a couple of things there that, that you shared there. You know, it, you brought up this idea of like facts versus stories. Right. And a fact is, you may not have been successful yet. Right. Maybe, maybe you applied for a job and you didn't get it. That's fact. Where I find, you know, I think from my own experience, you know, working with high quality coaching clients such as yourself is this idea of, what gets people into trouble is this idea of like, they quote unquote fail, they're not successful right now. And then they create a story. Oh, I didn't get the job because, oh, I, I'm never lucky. Right. Uh, I always take, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Right. Or, you know, and, and they come up with a story that again, it's not good or bad, but the question I'd ask you, is that story actually helping you move forward? Right? So, so again, it, it's distinguishing this idea between fact and stories, right? So again, successful people, they understand they can write the story moving forward. So I'll share with you a, 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 a story, but again, to highlight this idea of like, you always get to determine, is this Am I going to get stuck here or am I going to move forward? So during my last year of, of coaching high school football, we were in a tight uh, city final in the public league, right? It was like 1-1. One, one. Actually, at that time, we were down 8-1. And I had this rule that I live by that if our offense, and I did not call it offense, right? That was Coach Samley's. Anytime our offense was third and four. I always gave coach the green light. He would always ask me, what am I doing? And that season was anytime we're third and four or less, go, right? Just run the play, right? And I'm not sure why I sort of came to that decision, that like that clear, like that, that's just the rule. 
interestingly enough, in hindsight, I was reading that book this season on the power of decision-making. So fast forward, it's in the game and we ran it third and four, five, six times in the game. And for a variety of reasons, facts, we were not successful. Sometimes the defense made a play. Sometimes, let's just say the spot was interesting of the ball, right? And it was interesting that we just kept on going to that well. Yeah, we were stopped five or six times consecutively, but it was interesting that as the game went on, as it went into the dying minutes of the game, that common confidence to keep saying, just go for it. Boom, sprung another first down, sprung another first down, and ultimately led to us scoring two touchdowns and going ahead and winning that public championship. So, so why I share that with you is if I would have allowed the first failure to hold me back, you know, where would we have been? If I would have allowed the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth to go, would we have been successful? I don't know. But it was interesting that just having that common confidence in myself, that I'm going to trust my gut here. This third and four rule has, has served us well all year. It's going to lead to great places. Thus allowed me to have common confidence in myself to make a decision, which then empowered our other coaches to have common confidence in themselves and to keep calling the same play. <laughs> the truth is we kept calling the same play. And then that gave common confidence for you know, the athletes that we were blessed to help and serve that year to, to make the play. So, so it just really helped me to understand that when you have the common confidence to trust yourself that, yeah, I got this, to make a decision, to not allow past quote unquote failures to hold you back, that's where it goes. And, and it's interesting. I still remember having a, a former coach that, that I looked up to ask me, why did you keep going for it? And I remember saying to him, turned out okay, didn't it? And he just laughed and smiled and, and just realized that, again, persistence is, is, is a superpower as well. Yeah. Well, you bring up an interesting couple of things with, you know, being calm and being confident. And, you know, you at the time being the head coach there and you're the leader, everyone's looking for you to make that quick decision. And if you had to think about it for a second, and was standing there going, like, I'm not sure what we're going to do. Is that really going to give the players the common confidence to go execute that play that you might have called? Right? So if, when you just make that quick decision and the guys see that, it's like, yeah, he's confident we're going to make this play. We're going to make it. Regardless of the situation that's happened in the past, it's right now. We're going to give their best right now. And we're really going to push to get that first down. And because of that, because you projected that positive and calm kind of energy, they went out there and executed the play. Um, and it's very important to have that trait when you're leading someone, right? So we're going to backtrack a little bit. And we know that that decision wasn't just at that point in time. You decided when you woke up that you're going to be going for it on third and fourth. You decided when you woke up, right? So how important is it from this, from when you rest to when you wake up, that you make a committed decision right away. And, you know, to give some context, like for example, like when I first wake up, my committed decision is I'm gonna have a glass of water and I'm gonna study myself. 
right? Whereas I feel like people that are struggling right now, their committed decision is they're going to pick up their phone and they're going to scroll through social media. They're going to scroll through uh, Twitter, whatever it may be, and they're going to get all the that negativity that's going to be from the outside is going to come inside you now. How important is it to make a committed decision when you first wake up to really value work to yourself? Yeah, no, so many great things there, Travi, as you share that. A uh, couple of things pop up as you go there. One, uh, what I heard you talk about this idea was you've made a decision that the first thing you do when you wake up is you invest time and energy into your greatest resource, which is yourself, right? Even that simple practice of I'm going to fuel my body. I'm going to hydrate my body with, with, with water so that it has what it needs from a hydration standpoint, which then allows me to optimize my performance, right? Like even just that simple practice right there, you are investing into yourself. From my experience, where we get into trouble, where people get into trouble. And again, I say this from my own lived experience. And again, working with other high quality people like as yourself is this idea of successful people don't negotiate with themselves, right? Like unsuccessful people or people that are struggling. And again, if you're struggling right now, just it's like, well, they're playing the should I or shouldn't I get, you know, you know, taking your reference. Oh, should I, should I get some water? Should I not? Should I drink the water? Should I not? Should I eat this cake? Should I not eat this cake? And and that game is like it's it's almost like you're playing this mental game of tennis and ping pong, where again, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? And that's draining. That drains you of unnecessary time and energy and resources, right? From your greatest resource, which is yourself. So the one piece of wisdom I would share is stop negotiating with yourself. And what I would say is keep promises you make to yourself. Because even again, going back to you, going through that simple practice of, hey, the first thing I do in the morning is I drink water. I, I hydrate, I optimize my performance. Right there, every time you do that, Essentially, what you're training and conditioning your mind to do is understanding that when Travi says he's going to do something, he does it. He follows through on his word. He keeps his word to himself. And when you do that, you build your trust muscle. And really, that's one of the differentiators between successful and unsuccessful people is they trust themselves right? And it's a higher conscious faculty, right? It's a mental muscle. It's your intuition. It's your gut. And, and it's, it's amazing what power you can have in your life when you have the ability to say, here's what I'm going to do to give myself a command and to flip and do it. Absolutely. So it's, it's good that you, that you bring that up in terms of, you know, the power of your words and, you know, choose them wisely in a way. Um, and it's, it's interesting with me too, is if, like you said, if, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And it's not going to be any questions. There's not going to be any moments of, I feel bad for myself. Um, if I tell you that I'm going to do something, it's going to happen. 
Um, and that's something that I personally take deep pride on, right? So, and it's not just because I want to let people, I don't want to let people down. It's because if I say something, it's because I made a committed decision that moment in time that I will be at the certain spot I need to be, uh, say the certain things I need to say, and I'm going to be making sure that I'm leaving um, someone in that situation better in a, in a more positive way that's going to affect them um, not just right now, but maybe long-term, hopefully. Uh, and I think that's very important to have is, you know, do not go against your word. And, and the reason why I say that's because, like I said, the reason why you thought of that word, for example, the reason why you thought about the situation and what you want to do had some purpose behind it. And you may not know what the purpose is right now, but in the future, you're going to say, wow, I'm really happy that I stuck with it. Um, and that's definitely a great tool to know, a great you know, trait to have, especially again, when you're leading someone, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we, we've had talks about, you know, failure. We've had talks about decision-making. Now let's, let's talk a little, let's dive a little bit deeper into something with our thoughts yeah. and, and the way that we think. Um, because at the end of the day, again, when you wake up in the morning, you're deciding the what, how you're going to think, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, a lot of people and still to this day to myself where you have a lot of self-talk and you know you may be uh someone that's saying great things about yourself or you may be someone that's thinking like you're not doing so great right now mm -hmm. um and again i want to go back to the words of choose your words wisely mm -hmm. and to me choosing my words is i always say things that are going to be of service to me that's not going to you know, allow the outside world to come inside of me because I want to make sure that the words that I'm saying to myself are going to help me uh, throughout the day or throughout my life. Mm -hmm. Right. So how important is it to, you know, you know, thoughts become things. Right. So how important is it to really um, choose your words wisely? Yeah. Well, it's it's everything. Right. And, and it's interesting. You talked about like, we become what we think about. And it's interesting that some people, yeah, I, I've heard that before, but what does that all mean? And the interesting thing is if you take a look and you, you study what most great leaders believe, right. They haven't agreed on much, right. They have diversity of thought, but most great leaders agree. Like we become what we think about. So it's understanding that really at the end of the day, the only thing you ultimately control is the ability to choose your next thought. Many people have been led to believe that, oh, there's free will to act. But understand that the, the action that you have made up to this point like you said, is based on a thought. So like you were sharing, you know, if I only have the ability to choose my next thought, if I want to be great, I better have a great thought. And it's interesting, like you said, most people can choose great thoughts when they perceive things are going well in their life. 
right? You know, giving you a sports, right? It's easy to think great about yourself when you're up by five. Or it's easy from a finance perspective to think great about your finances when your bank account is where you think it should be. Or it's great when to think you're a, a great spouse or significant other when your relationship is like you're on date night and it's going well and it's amazing. The real separator between successful and unsuccessful people is this like, what are your thoughts when you're down by five? What are your thoughts when your bank account is sitting at zero or close to that? Or where do your thoughts go when you get in a fight with your significant other, your spouse? And that's where the work, like you said, you, you, it, it comes from disciplining, from conditioning and training your mind to see that whatever has happened up to this point, I get to choose my next thought. And that next thought is going to determine what happens moving forward. And as we've talked about before on our, on our, on our coaching calls is this idea of thought, great thoughts are like a train. So when I choose a great thought, it's like a car in a train, then it becomes easier to choose a next great thought, a next great thought, a next great thought, a next great thought, a next great thought. And pretty soon what you start to realize is that when you choose great thought, consistently and you challenge yourself to do it and it's not all it's not always easy right we all have our moments that what happens is you notice your vibration your frequency your energy shift and you just feel different you're more energized you're more enthused and that is why you know people often talk about gratitude feeling blessed that's the power of being grateful of feeling blessed of, of truly loving everything that has happened up to this point and just sort of being the unconditional love of every experience that has happened up to this point. Amazing. You know, the biggest thing, well, there's a lot of things that I picked up from that, but one of the biggest things was training your mind. And I, I view it, in a unique way where like if I was training for a sport, so say if I was training for the NFL or CFL combine right now, I will be training every single day on my craft to make sure I'm prepared to play. Right. And the mind is the same idea is it's non-negotiable that you need to train your mind every single day to have the habits that you want. Mm -hmm. And through consistency of training your mind is going to do wonders for you. And I look at it in the past as, you know, I can only imagine where I would be right now if I had the tools back then, right? I have them now, which is amazing for me. What's, what's going to allow me and my family to grow uh, at a higher pace than, you know, the average would say. Um, what are some tools? What are some ways that, you know, may help, help some of us, you know, listen to us right now? I know I have my tools. I know what I do. But I'm curious to see, like, what are some habits that you have every single day that's training your mind? Yeah. 
Well, that's a great question. And as you shared that, I, I want to remind everyone that your body, your physical body is an instrument of your mind. So whatever is going on, if we want to say that mind's in every cell of the body, but whatever is happening in your mind is going to come through the body into your physical world, right? It's ultimately going to determine what results you have. So again, it goes back to this idea of, are you willing to put in the time and the energy to actually train your mind, right? And, and again, putting it through the uncomfortable reps and sets to train it, to discipline it, to make it stronger, more powerful, right? And, and for me, it's looked different throughout my journey. You know, for me, when I first started, and, and you remember back to, you know, when I went to the hospital in 2016 on Mother's Day, right? I mean, I was in, you know, recovery for months. And, and for me, it, it started with this idea of like simply reading more, right? I, I realized I got a glimpse of what I didn't want in my life. Which then on the flip side of things, it did allow me to like, what do I want? And what I realized was there was a gap. I, I needed to create a different environment around me. So I started reading more. I still remember the first book I read was, was Pete Carroll's book on um, win every day or, or it was something around this idea of how, you know, he had taken his quote unquote failures in the professional coaching ranks through to USC and to where it was at the Seahawks. I remember just reading it, just started like piquing my curiosity. Like, Ooh, like this feels good. This feels different. Then I started integrating some podcasts, right? And, and I just started surrounding my, my environment with just different thinkers, right? Than just the, you know, what people typically talk about, you know, like, and, and then for me, it became this practice of, okay, when I was physically healed and able to move, I started moving my body. Because for me, as a high quality athlete, it just, it, it, physical movement has always been something I understood. It was an area I felt calm and confident in. So it just made sense to me. I'm going to move my body every morning. You know, before I was getting up earlier, I was getting up at like, you know, hours, a couple hours before work and, and physically putting myself through a workout, listening to podcasts. So I started stacking them, right? The learning, I started moving my body because it made me feel good. And we all know when you move. It's just energy and motion. It just it, it rises, right? It's just, and from there, just started uh, listening more. For me, that practice looks different now. You know, the first thing I do every morning is I, I, I do my meditation for 20 minutes. I just find for me, that is, allows me to cool the jets. Like I like, I'm an energetic guy. I'm enthusiastic. I like to get after it. You know me, right? Like I'm, my, my learned behavior is like, let's get up, let's go, let's get after it. I can quickly find myself into the hustle and grind of life. So I have this practice, this, this ritual to cool the jets, to center me. So, so it's the 20 minutes of meditation. And then I get into my daily study. It's, it's the reading, it's the writing, it's the organizing my thoughts. And that allows me to create a game plan and then when the day starts, when Alicia and the kids are up, 
you know, when I'm, when I'm working with my coaching clients, you know, when I'm at an event for, you know, with football Ontario, it's like, I'm ready to go. I'm all in baby. <laughs> all in is right, man. So you can kind of see that, you know, you've created this habit of, you know, having a ritual and being consistent with it. And it's not just a routine, it's rituals because it, it, it helps you lead throughout your whole day, you know, or the week or the month or the year. And if you were someone that, you know, did that off and on, sometimes you know that you wouldn't be where you are right now because of it. But since you've been so consistent and you, you persevered through, you know, some tough times and everyone, mm -hmm. everyone goes through tough times. If you're not going through a tough time, it's, you know, it's, it's going to happen eventually. Uh, but since you've tra trained your mind so well, same with myself, is that whenever a tough situation happens, you feel like you're able to attack it pretty easily. And I forget where I where I heard it. I don't know where I heard it. I think I was just scrolling on social media at one point for a little bit. And and it was a reference between, you know, a wild cow and a wild buffalo. Forget where I heard it. And what it was, maybe, maybe I heard it from you. Maybe it was from you. Who knows? <laughs> and what it was is um, when a cow sends something going bad in the wild to so say they they like to run. Big storms come and they run. Yeah. They run as far as you can, which in the end note, it belongs them in that tough situation. Whereas a buffalo, he attacks that storm head on. The reason why they attack the storm head on, head on because they might have to deal with something tough mm -hmm. for a little bit of time, but they're able to escape that toughness faster because they're running through that storm. They're running through that brick wall. So once you get to the other side, life is what they want. Right? Yeah. Did I hear that from you? I don't know where I heard it from, but I definitely heard the analogy from somewhere. I think that was a great one. It definitely inspired yeah. me. <laughs> well, we've actually heard that in the huddle twice from two of our friends. Uh, Coach Tom Annett from Cora shared that one. He talked about when he when he was on the podcast a couple of years ago, he talked about, hey, have you read the book, The Twin Thieves? And he talked about yeah. this idea of, yeah, when buffaloes sense a storm, they run towards it, right? And and they they attack it head on. And I know that'll resonate with you because I know a big mantra of you guys at, at Queens is this attack and finish, attack and finish. And they run through it and they actually lessen their time in the storm where the cows actually run away. And what they do is they prolong it, right? So it's that idea of they run towards what is making them feel scared, the fear. And on the other side of that is actually their freedom, right? It's like, again, for any of our football players or, or hockey players or rugby players that are listening to this, right? You have got one of two things. You got the ball. You got one, two things. You see someone that's bigger, stronger, faster coming towards you. You got one of two choices to make. One, I could stop my feet, run backwards, run out of bounds. That's the easy thing to do. Or two, I can, again, pick up speed, pump the knees, lower the shoulder and, and drop it. And then by doing that, that is the only way that I'm going to get towards the end zone, right? So that was there. And then our friend Derek Grant also shared that when we were talking about this idea of, of, of clarity and, and what holds people back that fear. So you've heard, we've heard, we've talked about it a couple of times and it's interesting that it was yeah. shared by two people who I think you and I would both agree are, are, are living very successful lives. Yeah. And I, I think it's a great analogy and it's, it's definitely an inspirational way to view things and you know I, I i just i never i never listened to it on a car ride 
driving. I just don't remember where it was from. And it yeah. kind of shows how interesting it came from, <laughs> from this, which is good, which is good. Yeah. Um, definitely one of my favorites. And another one of my favorite things to say is, and you know, if it's in my IG bio is, you know, nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. And, you know, what I mean, what I personally mean by that is that, you know, if you wake up a certain way and you're unhappy, whatever it may be, or your day is not the way that you want it to go, but you keep doing that same thing over over and over and you do not change your habits well nothing's going to change because nothing is changing with how you're doing things how you how you're living your daily life how you how you're projecting yourself in in the public whatever it may be so um the thing that i i I love saying and i said it to uh the receiver group i remember the one day where you know coach kwame um he had me sit in the middle and and this was new to me i didn't know what's going on they tried me sit in the middle right here and then everyone just surrounded me in a big circle. And then they just bombarded me with questions. And I was just like, this is amazing because it's allowing them to learn about me outside of just being a football coach. Who am I as a person? The first question was, was Travi, who are you? And right away, I'm just like, okay, this is great. Because I said, well, I'm a father. You know, I'm a pretty spiritual human being. I consider myself that. I'm someone who inspires to make change every single day so on and so forth. And another question was like, what is your favorite quote? And I told him, like, well, it's my G bottle, man. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And I had to explain to them uh, what it meant and to see their eyes open and kind of really think about the moment and have them live in the present tense and saying like, man, what coach just said really inspired me to make change in my life and the way I view things, the way that I say things. And, you know, with, with us, the Queens, we obviously had some great success. We know that. And there's a couple of guys I want to reference. I'm not going to say their names, but we have some smaller receivers that their task is to do a pretty big job. Like we do a lot of things where we, you know, add in a slot receiver and he has to block a 270-pound defensive end. And <laughs> because of their, you know, their intact and finished mindset and the way that we go along things with our Queens is they're able to win those battles. And it's not because they're they're small. They're doing those battles because they made up in their mind. They made a decision right there and then that they're going to attack that like a buffalo, attack the storm, and they're going to do their absolute best to run through that. And I could tell you, there's been times where a little five nine hundred and seventy five pound slot receiver is winning that battle, mm-hmm. and that's just because the way that we train their mind and the way that we train their bodies is a little bit better. Let's just say, mm-hmm. and the habits that they get from just those little things, like what Coach Kwame does, what myself does, is, you know, it's pretty uh, inspiring to keep doing those things with these guys. Yeah, and, and it's interesting, right, as you share that, right? I think one of the blessings, you know, with your Queens coaching staff is this idea of, like, you got not only great football coaches, but you have, you know, great husbands and dads and great men right like it's more about you know football is just kind of the vehicle to teach these greater life lessons and it's interesting I mean you know I've been able to kind of you know get a get a peek behind a curtain and you know some people I remember coming out I remember speaking with coach Snyder before you know coming out of the pandemic and you know it's interesting that in terms of wins and losses you know it, it was not successful how quickly that changed once after COVID. And part of it is because of the mentality that's around this program, right? And like attack and finish the, you know, the, the buck a brick, right. And this humble sort of like this, this sort of like blue collar mentality that it's just like, 
It's it's a simple message. It's consistent. It's just day after day, rep after rep, set after set, you know, practice after practice. That's ultimately what's taken, you know, you guys to like this quantum leap, right? In a relatively short time. Yeah, it's, you know, football is, you know, it's really relatable to life. You know, um, it's truly what you're going to get from life and what you're going to get from football is is what you put into it, right? So if you're consistently putting everything you got into it and you're consistently, you know, improving the ways that you, you know, live a daily life, you're going to see uh, more success, um, but if you're just doing the mandatory things, just like going to the mandatory meetings, mandatory workouts, mandatory practices, that's what you're going to get from football. When you start doing that plus doing more, right? I'm not saying like go out and run for four hours, but if you're leaving that meeting and then you're still watching film and you're still taking notes, you leave the workout and then you go to another gym and you might do some bicycle curls, whatever it may be. That's going to put you more ahead because not everyone's going to be doing those things. And if you look at all the, you know, the great athletes that have success, all the stories that you hear, like Kobe Bryant waking up at two o'clock in the morning and already being in the gym, working up at three hours before the team gets there, it shows the standard. It shows um, the success that they've had in their careers. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, what I would say is like, if someone else is able to do it and they've done it, why can't you do it as well? Why not you? Right. Instead of saying like, well, I, I'm not Kobe. I'm not, you know, I'm not LeBron. I'm not Michael Jordan. I'm not Jerry Rice. I'm not Tom Brady, but why not? Why aren't you? Can you be? Maybe. Can you be better? Maybe. You won't know until you put some effort into it though. Yeah. And you bring up a great point. And I, as you were sharing, you know, I, you know, just listening to you and reminded of that Winston Churchill quote, that responsibility is the price of greatness, right? You have to be willing to take responsibility. And I would say, take ownership of your life and the decisions you make, you know, decisions of what you think about, you know, what actions you take. And, and I even look at you, Travi, right? Like, you, you know, you think about all this, and we've had these conversations, right? Is you had the ability to go play at the next level, right? You, you, you could have been a, a great, you know, student athlete at the university level. And, you know, that just wasn't your journey, right? It was something else. But you came back and you put in the reps and sets to coach. The, the year after you left high school, like literally every day, you were there beside me. You know, what, what can I learn? What can I do better? What, 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 you know, what can I, what can I do here to get better? And it was interesting how just that consistency of doing, taking responsibility, putting in the reps and sets created this opportunity for you at Queens, where it's like, again, you know, fact is fact. You you didn't have the opportunity to play as, as a student athlete at the university level. You had no prior experience coaching at the university level, with the exception of helping Coach Snyder out at a, you know, at spring camp at, you know, at, at Western. And it's so interesting how, you know, if you would allow all the stories of why you can or why it's not meant for you of why you don't deserve it to stop you, you wouldn't be where you are. So I think you're a shining example of other people's opinions are none of your concern. That when you truly go all in and bet on yourself, greatness is the byproduct. And, and it just, yeah, it just really reminded me of, of, all the amazing blessings that have come into your life because you're a living embodiment of the power of this work. Yeah. 
no, like I definitely appreciate the kind words and accept those. And, you know, it's definitely, uh, definitely my story is a little different than most coaches that, you know, come in this profession. And, you know, I'm grateful that, you know, like yourself and Todd McKay, yeah. I'm you know, coaching at, at Banton for a while. And then, you know, building a relationship with, with uh, Coach Snyder here, that coach at Queens, definitely allowed me to, to get here. And, you know, without his uh, creativity and the way that he thinks, the way that he goes around life, I wouldn't have this opportunity. Uh, and obviously, he saw something in me that others didn't, right? So it's definitely something that I'm extremely uh, grateful for, for sure. Yeah. Okay, brother. So, hey, I got one question for you. I want to be respectful of your time and energy. You know, again, you've you've poured a lot of time, energy, and money to learning about your greatest resource, which is yourself. Like I've seen, I've been, you've blessed me to allow me to be part of this journey over the last few years. So I'm curious, what if someone is, you know, feeling stuck? Like they they know they want more, but they're just not sure where to get started. Like, what is like a, a some wisdom you would share? Maybe even think back to where Travi was in, you know, 2020, you know, uh, right before he embarked on this journey, like what piece of advice would you say in regards to decision-making? You know, we, we talked about making fast decisions and, you know, the thing that I would say is um, when you get an opportunity to improve yourself and to make a committed decision, you know, it's, it's about a decision that's going to challenge you. Um, really attack it. Really give that a chance. Really give that an opportunity because you don't know what you're going to get out of it until you try it. Um, the minute that you start feeling bad for yourself and you feel like you're doing all the right things, but you're not getting to what you want or you're not, you're not doing the things that you want to do, really think about what you could be doing right now that's going to allow you to do those things and what it's going to take to do it and make a committed decision to have a you know this focused moment of clarity and really learn about that and if you need help with that there's obviously people that can help with that jt's one of them you know i'm always open to have a conversation about anything with people and i love that um but definitely you know make a committed decision right now and then commit to it Mm. Now, as you say that, right, like, I love the idea of like committed decision, right? And, and you know, committed, right? Uh, committed decision, right? Comes from the Latin word, right? Kadir, which means to cut off. So it's the antithesis of having a plan B, right? Like you take a look at you, you move to Kingston to go coach at Queens. There's no plan B, right? It's just, I'm picking up, I'm moving my beautiful family, <laughs> Right, my soon to be my soon to be born daughter, and and I'm I'm just going all in on this next adventure of my life. So so that's that that again is a living embodiment of like burning the boats, right? Like there's no plan B. I'm just going all in on the here and the now. So I'm curious. You know, I, I know that this definitely struck a chord with someone. I know that there's some there is someone in here that like this is exactly what they needed to hear. Uh, what is the 
best way for people to connect with you, whether they have questions about themselves, or maybe it's a, a, you know, a student athlete, a parent who's maybe thinking about Queens as a possible next destination, what would be the best way for people to connect with you? Yeah, well, there's my Instagram, you know, Travi Dazan, and then uh, my Twitter, uh, Coach Dazan, or you can just search Travis Dazan on either of those platforms and I'll pop up there someplace. Yeah. Reach out, sure. Okay. Well, brother, hey, I want to take a moment to thank you. Uh, I first and foremost want to thank you for being open to flipping the script with me and, and having this conversation. Um, but more importantly, I, I want to, you know, acknowledge you for the great man you are, you know, the great dad, you know, the great husband, the great son, just the the amazing coach and teacher and mentor, but more importantly, the amazing human being you are. You know, the one thing that really has been the biggest blessing has been able to see you continually step to your next level of greatness. You know, the vision I still have of you is, is a few years back where you're standing with me on the sidelines as a grade nine, standing in the rain, paying a price to be out there. You weren't able to practice that day. You're holding sticks and, and we're just having a great conversation and just, you know, we, we shared a laugh. We shared a joke about, well, from ha coming from parents that were immigrants and we just like that connection. It's like amazing that connection, how it then blossomed into you know, the classroom and, and, and then, you know, you being a captain of our football program in high school and just where we are now. So I just want to thank you for just, again, allowing me to continually be part of your life, brother. Hey, likewise, you know how I feel, right? So I could definitely appreciate what you do as well, man. And obviously all the great things that you said about me is the same thing as you, man. You, you definitely, you know, I'm not me without you. So yeah, definitely grateful, man. Appreciate it. Uh, one last thing before I, I share a reminder to people. Has the journey been all warm and fuzzy sunshine and rainbows? Heck no. Heck no. Not always the been, case, man. <laughs> have there been moments where we've had some love tough conversations where, you know, we've we've had to put you into some uncomfortable places? Oh yeah. More than more than what people would imagine. <laughs> but on the other side of that, you found your freedom, right? Exactly. Absolutely. So folks, Travi dropped so many valuable nuggets of wisdom in this conversation. And what I always remind you in the huddle is that knowledge is potential power. It's the consistent and focused application of great knowledge that actually creates great results. So my challenge to you is to take one of these valuable nuggets of wisdom and go apply it to your life today. And as I like to remind you every week in the huddle, you are deserving of greatness. You are worthy of greatness. You are greatness. And my only ask from these conversations is, if it resonated with you, if it touched your heart, then please share it with a friend, a teammate, a family member, a loved one, or someone in your life that you feel just needs to hear these empowering messages. The more people we have listening to, understanding, and applying these simple ideas and principles to their life, the more blessed this world will be. And as always, I love having these conversations with you. Have a blessed rest of your day, and I'll chat with you next time in the huddle.